Welcome to another episode of No Investment Advice. What's going on? We got Fiat Fan here. What's happening, dude? <laughs> All right, this nickname, uh, I was saying, telling these guys before, we're putting into this nickname. Uh, my financial advisor, John Rich, at Coked Up Options on Twitter. Here on Finance Twitter. You'll know him very well. He's my personal finance advisor. We're going to, one of these upcoming weeks, uh, that's why you should tune in. We're going to walk through and buy real time some crypto for me. Could be anything. Could be come rocket, could be Bitcoin, could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably the worst names, man. All right, yeah. Jack, we got Mr. NFT Jack here as well. What's going on, man? All right, boys. Good to be back. How is everybody? New backdrop for you over there. Well, I know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing an analog today, man. We got, if, anybody's, uh, uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, which you're probably not, uh, Bilal is uh, <laughs> not in his swinky podcast studio. Well, dude, how much how much did you spend on your podcast studio at home? Oh, that, not much at all. It's just my home office. It's just my home office. I just got that plant is probably the most expensive thing because of the upkeep is pretty ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, I put I, I put a, a nice little chair every time. That chair in the background is not normally there. It's just for the okay. podcast. Give us it some make, balance. How do you how do you feel about like, the oh, Bilal must he must sit in that chair and think when it's <laughs> yeah, not <going> and meditate. <laughs> it's my meditation chair. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. uh, I mean, a lot of people it's, it's throws off a vibe. If uh, if anybody hadn't known Bilal before, he used to hit up uh, podcast studios in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, I used to do it at Canal Street, Canal Street Market, which was uh, my jam. It's How quite. Much did you I, pay? I got it for free. Well, it was free, but as in, I shout out the place every time I did it. I had like a little partnership with them. Who else recorded there? Uh, you know, I don't even know. I, I just, I met a few random people. There were some people that had radio shows that did it there. Okay. Um, I didn't know that many of the people. Now it's been taken over. That location has been taken over by a guy called Alex Media, who is, if you know Andrew Schultz, the comedian, is his, his like media guy. Anyway, so they've, they've turned it into a pretty cool, cool space. Um, but it was weird because you would feel like you're in a zoo because you'd be recording and there's all these um, kind of like, open windows around you or like glass all around you. So people would be yeah. like shopping in Canal Street Market and just be like <laughs> looking at you. And then there'll be kids for 20 minutes just staring, like just giving you giving you the eyes. So yeah, I had to switch up when uh, when the year happened last year. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. All right, let's, uh, I know we got a lot of topics to touch on. This is going to be an evergreen episode, people, because uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking, discussing some crypto assets that will certainly be with us 100 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it, let me just bring up the, the, the word of the day or the phrase of the day, Lindy effect. Nassim Taleb mm -hmm. loves talking about the Lindy effect. He just basically says if something's been there a long time, it's just a higher likelihood that it'll be there. Like if, you know, if the deli down the street's been there for 100 years, you know, there's a chance it'll probably be there over for the next hundred years. Whereas a shop that just opened, it probably doesn't have Lindy effect. So I know we're talking about things that will be here thousands of years from now. Come rocket, Dogecoin. <laughs> so, so we just start with Smithsonian is going to ask for the recording of this podcast and we're just going to put it in the vault. Okay. Let's go. All right. Should we start well, with Dogecoin, dude? I mean, it's kind of the only place to start. It feels like the craziest week. It's been okay. a, it's been a mad, go. mad week. So wait, the first thing I saw, and you've been writing about this in The Hustle, so maybe you've got more to share on this. But if you had invested the three stimulus checks, which were, I don't even know the numbers. I think it's like 1,200, 600 and something like that. 1,400, so, yeah. 1,400. So it's a couple, a few grand. If you had invested in Dogecoin 
throughout the pandemic got some dollar cost averaging in <laughs> with the timing of the checks, your your <laughs> two or three grand would now be worth five hundred thousand dollars. Isn't that Dude, the most ridiculous this is, thing? This is the it is just so absurd, man. The the other stat that I saw was from the John uh, from the uh, Jerome Powell uh, uh, parody account. He said that if you put ten thousand uh, last year at the first uh, stimmy check, I think it'd be two point three million now. Oh, that's insane, God. man. Imagine dude, holding on to that position as well. Well, dude, guys, that I mean, amount of time. Wait, Jack, yeah. when did you get in? I know you got in pretty early. Not that early, like January. Oh, like five to ten cents, right? Four cents, I think. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> what's it now? Sixty. It was. It went up to sixty-nine. Like Sixty-something. Stupid. Yeah. Wait. Uh, here, I want to talk about this because I think it's super interesting. So, Jack, in our in our three-way group chat that we have on WhatsApp. Maybe Telegram soon because I'm never clicking the uh, agreement uh, for WhatsApp to take all my information. Uh, Jack, do you? I mean, you're always surfing on the edge of the internet, man. Like when you see these things popping up, how do how do you choose to put money in? Like where do you? What criteria are you using, if any? Man, I don't even like Dogecoin was one of the like. I think when Elon started like materially talking about it, it's like, this is a way to bet on a meme that has like the most incredible distribution channel of all time. Oh like God. I wasn't even thinking about it as a <laughs> currency. It's like, if he keeps talking about this, like there is no way that the attention that that garners does not push this up like right. a little bit. Right. And I didn't put a material amount of money. And it was just like, you know, skin in the game for the crack of like following the meme. But it's gone crazy, man. And like, as I was clicking through people responding to it, there are people that are putting significant amounts of money right. into this thing. And the volatility of it is obviously like you can turn a stupid profit in a very, very small amount of time. That um, was the most scientific yeah. um, thesis I've ever heard. Advice, about, yeah, not investment advice. That was so well put. <laughs> This is a well, way of getting skin in the me. game on Elon's memes. So it's actually, <laughs> well, it's, actually, it's actually, guys, I, we have this in the Google Doc. This is a talking point that Jack wants to touch on. We might have to jump right into it. So, and I mean, I mean, you bring up such a great point, right? Like, I love the, the analysis, though, is like spot on. It's actually amazing analysis. This is the greatest distribution channel ever for an internet-based currency. You have... Mm -hmm. Elon Musk and 51 million followers, the second richest man in the world, who basically tweeted Tesla from a $20, $30 billion company into a $600 billion company, right? So, I mean, your thesis is spot on, but I think I would like for Jack to go into his broader thesis here about memes and the attention mm -hmm. economy. And none of this is investment advice. No, 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 absolutely not. The title is in the title and we will repeat it many times. <laughs> but the idea that... I think a lot of it has to do with like being in the advertising industry, right? Like seeing brands like try and combat the inertia of not being talked about by spending money. Where it's like, let's do a $20 million campaign. Let's do a $30 million campaign. Let's buy a Super Bowl spot. Let's do this. And most of the metrics you measure it by are impressions. Like how many people did we reach? How many people's eyeballs did this thing touch? And that's like how... And whether or not that's accurate or not, it's like, that's how they measure success because it's the easiest way to do it, right? It's, it's not like, how'd you get attribution from a TV ad to a car sale? Or that's, that stuff is really difficult to do. But if you just say you spent this much and you reached this many people, this is how much it costs you. That's kind of, like people can hang their hat on that and be like, okay, money well spent. And in a year's time or whatever, <laughs> maybe that turns into something. But this that stuff is like, 
the feedback loop is so much tighter on like a Elon meme saying like Dogecoin is a currency of the future. 51 million people. I mean, I don't know what his tweets must get. They must be in the hundreds of millions, right? There's people that are consuming his stuff that would never follow him because of the... Right, you know, right. They don't agree well, with him or whatever it is. But yeah. it's, it's reaching far beyond those 51 million people. Well, it's all the finance media that have nothing to write about taking his tweet and turning it into an article, right? Which we can talk about after, but yeah, it continues. Hundreds of millions of people. Yeah, hundreds of millions of people. And then you think about, like, this is a global market. It's not like there's no restriction on people have, don't have to, like, get in the car and drive to a place to buy a thing. It's like, it's just like, oh, that's funny. Elon's talking about it. Five, <laughs> like, you switch apps and you press a button and you're invested in this thing, right? And then it's trending on Twitter and everything's, like, just going crazy. And... uh that to me is like, you know, if we want to get like philosophical about the mechanics of it, it's like attention is the asset that every brand or every product is trying to harness, right? Or trying to find a way to generate attention. And there's obviously way more depth to retention and product and all of that stuff that makes a business work over the long term. But attention as a separate asset, there may be, you could make the argument that, that Elon Musk is like the most effective allocator and generator of attention like you said tesla and spacex and all of these things are valuable and people are interested in them because he can just get people to think about them write about them tweet about them uh and dogecoin is like uh there's also some aspect of how how cheap it appears right like the bitcoin yeah. meme right you really have to understand it to be like i can't buy fifty five thousand dollars worth of bitcoin and people don't really get that but it's like well yeah, that I was me be- that was me that's why <laughs> right. i just wanted three coins you wanted three like, you can, you, listen you can buy a fraction i'm like no 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 i want the coin i want <laughs> it in coins. my pocket i want to walk around and show people my bitcoins <laughs> yeah exactly so i think people look at like two cents coin three cents a coin whatever it was before and it's like oh you know, I think even at some base level, people are like, even if this goes up two cents, I'm going to make a profit. And if Elon's backing it, then, uh, you know, I trust it's easier to digest. Like, I wonder how right. much, uh, I wonder how much right. Elon has. Do you guys have any intuition on that? It would be the best I thing if he thing actually owns zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he, he definitely me, owns something. Yeah. Jack, Jack, was this Jack, the wallet Jack address, knows, right? Jack knows, man. Uh, so no, while Jack, let me share my screen. Okay. Uh, All right. I'll, can I'll, you, uh, actually, you we'll mission. probably need a lot of screen share today because we're doing looking. Jax, Jax rides the wave of the edge of the internet. Well, I still don't own any Bitcoin, so I get to watch what he's up to. So check this out. Trung, you want to uh, annotate this for the listeners? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's going on? The base, Doge the, Rich List. This is amazing. The, the Doge Rich List is like, I was curious the other day, how many wallets hold Dogecoin? And this might be misleading because there's exchanges and stuff. And when, you, when you're on Robinhood, you're not actually buying... Dogecoin, right? You're buying a IOU and they hold it somewhere. But the the wallet with the most Dogecoin holds 28% of the supply. That's probably Elon, right? Oh my God. Oh, yeah, you were saying that's probably something, him. You know, something Yo, who, crazy, I mean, who but, else would it be? Who else yeah. would it be? Who <laughs> well, else is he going to pump up? Can you imagine if it was Bezos? Can you imagine if that was Bezos? <laughs> <laughs> What's that one? Doge, look at number five. Doge party XXXXX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that dude, work? I don't even know. How, I don't know. You could oh do my that. god, dude! So somebody holds twenty eight percent of Dogecoin. That's insane. Yeah, check this out: twenty one billion dollars. Oh my god, dude! 
Dude, can you just send me that link? I'm definitely making a meme out of this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, so, um, okay, so let me, uh, what I want to get back. Uh, it, uh, so there's two points that I want to talk about. And this is probably way too smart for this podcast, but it's, um, I got to do it. So, so Ben Thompson's a tech writer, right? He talks specifically about what Jack said. So before the internet, what was constrained was supply, right? So the way that you, and the example they always bring up is the newspapers. So in a newspaper in a local town, if you control the supply, like you literally had the printing press, you had the vans, you control the supply of the newspaper. And that's how you extracted essentially monopoly profits. People mm. subscribe to you, you charge advertisers to put their uh, products in front of people because you knew that that you had X amount of subscribers. But the internet blew that apart, obviously. Uh, these moats that these suppliers had, media is always the best example because everybody gets it, is now there is no restriction on supply. There's infinite supply. Idiots like Trung Fan can put out memes all day and essentially compete with CNBC. I mean, I get more engagement. Jack is more engagement than legacy media and a lot of our content right on twitter anyways so so there's infinite supply so what's the other side of supply demand right if there's infinite supply and the scarcity is demand it's exactly like jack said demand is attention and and that's what it all comes down to and this is why i love like jack basically the attention allocator i never heard that i, I freaking love that idea and uh it's just so true. It's like people talk about Warren Buffett being an amazing capital allocator, right? And but Elon is like the equivalent for attention allocator. Like this guy can make anything a billion or eighty billion dollar product essentially. Um, yeah, and not not to get too uh, to advice or uh, <laughs> I don't even know what word we're going to use. But the idea that attention is upstream of capital, right? Like money is so cheap that your right. ability to generate attention and get people interested in things is why you can raise money and why people mm. will spend money. Yeah. And that like democratization of the ability to generate attention has just completely blown apart the like hold that other people had on, you know, we have exclusive distribution or we have this many million like direct lines to a customer. And people just, I think, value attention differently now because everybody, you've heard this everywhere. It's like, everybody can be a media company. So yeah. attention is like, everybody inherently understands the value of attention now. Well, I mean, Bilal, you talk to so many people. I mean, you're doing create a lot of things. You talk to some of the people that are best at this, right? Like a guy like Pomp, right? Like, yeah. now what are, when you talk specifically about the attention vector, like, what are you hearing? What are you, like, what are you seeing and understanding? The attention vector down. We, we really took a turn <laughs> in this podcast, dude. dude. I love it. Though. I know, man. I love it. We had to. <laughs> Yeah, you're showing off that you actually you actually smart deep down. You just change shit no, on dude, Twitter. Don't <laughs> worry, it's gonna get real dumb real soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, just to add to that, I guess it's interesting because if you look at someone like Pump, like uh, and Jack, probably two really good examples of this. Like um, this idea that Sean Puri talked about with Jack about audiences like a stem cell. That, like I kept coming back to that, which was really interesting because it was like once you've created this audience who actually likes you for being you, you can then evolve. As you evolve over time, your audience also evolves and what you do for them, what you create, what you sell essentially evolves. And the stem cell idea was really, I thought that was pretty well put. But um, that, I would say on the other side, the, the flip side is there's plenty of, of examples of people doing it without any attention. But I think in the long, well, they're getting attention, but in a different way. Like they might not be getting attention on Twitter. They're getting attention in right, the boardroom right. or in, in, you know, with investors or whatever. Where it matters more potentially. <laughs> yeah, potentially, yeah. But, you know, like you said, if you memed your way onto CNBC, 
Elon Musk memed his way into the second or first richest man at one point as well. Um, and, and obviously... He became president. <laughs> exactly. He's a meme. And, He's literally a meme. That's true. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is definitely interesting, man. And what, I think this was, when we were talking about this in our group chat, um, Jack was had a take about Trunk. You were going <laughs> to... Do you remember what I was talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, no, here I we think, go. Um, I was going to make a comparison to Trung and Benjamin Graham. Did you hear about that? <laughs> it's a so ridiculous he, investor. I love it. Buffett's a mentor. Buffett, so, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, Trung is like virtually grooming all the next generation of Buffett's, right? You can take credit for this in a few decades' time or a few weeks' time, probably, actually, I should say. Um, but the idea that if you understand that because of the noisiness of the world, your ability to like garner and harness attention is like the true alpha now, right? Like to get adoption yeah. of something, like you have to have an advantage somehow. And internet distribution is all of the largest companies in the world just figured that out. Uh, if you could go into people way more technically minded, explain this, like listen to that Michael Saylor podcast about what is money. It's like when a network gets to a certain size, you cannot stop it. It's just yeah. like this absolute monster and it's almost inevitable past a certain point. Like right. the Facebooks of the world, the Apples of the world. All of so people who understand how to build networks and how do you build a network, you, like, it's an exchange of attention. So um, that, and then full circle analogy with the stem cell, if people trust you and people pay attention to you and you build something interesting that is like cons consistent with what you've been talking about, you, uh, like, you're in a position now, Trung, where it's like, you're anti-fragile, right? There's there's far more opportunity in the like connections that you've built right. via a Twitter than you'd ever, ever be able to take advantage of. Like CNBC, right. like your chief meme officer at CNBC, that would be a legitimate <laughs> position. Yeah, 100%, right? Like freelance for 100 clients at a time. It's like, it's a really different way to think about things. And it's confusing because it does feel like it's a waste of time at some at a certain point, right? It's like, Oh, dude! I mean, you don't like, think I, of it as building a. I try to convince. I mean, what? I mean, some stuff I want to talk about is I have to, like, make my my wife understands it at an intuitive level. Like, she obviously knows me. Yeah. She knows yeah. I'm a funny fuck. Or although she's kind yeah. of tired of the jokes at this point, she's heard it all. And, like, she's just like, I mean, Jack. I mean, you have a your relationship, Jack. You're married with a kid. It's like you know you reach a point and they've heard everything and they're just like, okay, like you go to the. Yeah, I mean, this is a funny joke, right? Like, I'll go to a restaurant and it's always the same, like two or three different jokes, right? It's like, hey, what's the special today? Or like, oh, that sounds delicious, but we're not gonna get it. Like all the same corny jokes. And uh, I feel like called dad jokes. Those ones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just full dad jokes, right? I mean, she gets about. It's like, I mean. So I'll tell you why guys will laugh. It's funny. I mean, we, we touched on our immigrant back. I mean, each of us are immigrants in different ways. Uh, and uh, we talked about um, uh, uh, my parents and Bilal's parents last time uh, about how different it is for them. And just my, my dad just found out I had 50,000 Twitter followers. And it's not, and it's not as if it's that's a material or super important thing. But in his mind, he's just like, what, what has this guy been doing? For the last 15 years of his <laughs> life right and like and now he can actually just put a number to it even though like half mm. those uh, followers are bots he's just like he gets to attach himself to it right but now he's kind of following me and like giving me advice on what to tell and like and, and i'm obviously i'm obviously not taking much of the advice but like i'm trying to explain <laughs> to him why my feed is so dumb it's like it's just so <laughs> stupid right I'm trying to explain to my immigrant Vietnamese, mm. almost 80 year old father, 
why half of my Twitter is just dumb memes and like people keep following me and I, I, he, it's it's hard to make it click. Well, what, what did that. you say to him, Trunk? What, what was the explanation? I just told him about personal relationships, right? I'm just like, mm. he get So, I mean, I think what Jack brought up is super interesting about the idea of being anti-fragile, except for the fact that Twitter can just wipe you off <laughs> the, the, the internet. As, in as we spoke about last week. Yeah, as we spoke <laughs> about last week. So if listeners, you haven't heard it, uh, last episode, Jack walks through him losing a bunch of Twitter accounts. But uh, so what I explained to my dad was, you know, I, it's to Jack's point, is like the likability of an individual, right? And what makes someone actually likable? It's like a big part of it is like, you don't, you want to be around some guy that obviously smart, funny, and or, or, or female that isn't a blowhard, right? Nobody fucking wants to hear how good everyone is at everything, right? So like self-deprecation is so important. It's because it just makes it so much easier to be around somebody. Like if, if, if I have friends that will send me like gain porns, like, oh my God, I'm at 50 times. I mean, nobody fucking cares, right? Like, come on, bro. Quit showing me how much money you made. If you had sent it and said, I'm so dumb. I put like zero thought into this investment and I crushed it. Like that's relatable, right? <laughs> you're giving and, away uh, our strategy, Trunk. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I just you're explain really that to my dad, right? Yeah, I just tell my dad, yeah, yeah. is like, I was just telling my dad, I was like, I mean, who did you like being around? He's like, but, and then, uh, like, did you like being around people that were smart, but had zero like self-awareness and just couldn't shut the fuck up? Or did you like being around somebody that was clearly smart and made you laugh, but also just spent half the time talking shit about themselves because you're going to do it anyways. Right. So he's like, Oh, okay. I get it now. And then, cause he's trying to feed me serious stories. Like you need to talk about like the 30 year <laughs> civil war between North and South Vietnam. I'm like dad, no one gives a shit about that. <laughs> I will. What, what I can do though, to get to that point is I can just do dumb memes for five years, get to 500,000 followers and then do a project where I can talk about something that actually really matters to me, but do it correctly and find the right medium for it right so he got that but it's just hilarious dude trying to explain that's Um, amazing man your dad's your dad's uh you've been sharing your dad's messages on on twitter they've been so good i mean the guy yeah go go ahead no if you you had any comments no i was just gonna say it's just like that authentic like i shared a few with my dad as well that people really liked and he would give commentary on the podcast and they were the most incredible oh yeah i saw that about like andrew's taking notes right andrew wilkerson and sam like and he would say stuff like like i did one on sleep uh with the eight mattress or whatever they're called um and he was like this is amazing they're using ai and he's using all these buzzwords (laughs) he's actually genuinely interested in it it. he's like curious guy but then at the end he's like you look tired you should get some more sleep (laughs) That's amazing. <laughs> right. like, Dad, that was like three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, I got another uh, economic theory on that, why they, that content resonates, like the text from your dad and stuff. Talk about limited supply. Like that is something that no one else can tweet. Literally nobody right. else can tweet. Yeah, and that's a good like way to put it. Doing your morning routine or like how to write this or how to do that is like, there's 90,000 versions of that. But here's a text from my dad is like, the only, you know, it's a one of one thing. And I think that's, you know, the authenticity argument goes around and be authentic and do shit like that. But the, like that is a perfect expression of that. Like this is the exchange I had with my dad about not understanding what the hell I do all day long. Right, right, right. No, dude, I mean, that's, I think you nailed it. And the thing I wanted to ask, I mean, the thing I wanted to add about the information that I, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought on while you were explaining it, Jack, was not only are people realizing the power of kind of like, you know, attention, 
it's just everybody's playing the game now too, right? Everyone has a social account. So it's like, I only started taking tennis lessons recently and I had no appreciation for the sport. But as one day into it, I'm like, holy shit, this is hard, right? And like, and now I'll watch YouTube videos of Federer and Nadal. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty hard shot. But everybody that has, everyone has a social account. There are 3.5 billion Facebook users, hundreds of millions of snaps, hundreds of millions of Twitter. Everybody understands the emotional game of putting something out there, getting rejected because nobody replies to it or something going viral, right? Everybody gets that. And everybody, and I mean, it's, it's sick, right? It's kind of, I mean, we're going up against, there are thousands of data scientists at Facebook and psychologists trying to make you like feel this way and it's working. But to Jack's point, everybody understands the attention game. Like it, it, everybody understands it. It is evolutionary. So when you see somebody able to kind of break through, especially if it's just a total numbnut like me, right? It's just like, I can do it, but also I understand how hard it can be to do it. So yeah, I want to add that point, but we might be getting too deep in the weeds now. We might have to get back to talking <laughs> about shit coins <laughs> and other other assets. Bilal, you lead the way. No, but I think, no, that was really well put, man. I think that was worth talking about. That was great. Um, all right, so the next one we had, I think we covered Dogecoin pretty well. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up there, but uh, that's what the podcast is about. Well, so we we'll got um, a follow-up segment next week after the SNL Elon. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, on so Elon. Potential teaser. I mean, can we throw a potential teaser out there? Or, um, get, oh, we'll wait, we'll wait until next week. Uh, we'll wait until we, yeah. special guest. Special. Okay. That <laughs> Not Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, we got Elon on the show, episode four. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's do he might come right, on, so, so Jack, this is something you've been sharing with us last last week, and this is incredible. So I'm just going to say the phrase, and you you take it away, man, because I have no all idea right. what's going on here. All right. So first of all, preface, Jack has been deep into the NFT space. We've talked about that a few episodes ago, non-fungible tokens. You've been killing it there but you've been really interested in it too. So you texted me this weekend. It was something called the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Now, what the <laughs> hell is that? No, screen share. We're going to do screen share. Oh yeah, screen share. Oh, yeah, Go yeah, for it. Share. So okay. let, me, uh, let me show you boys. Uh, um, we can't stress this enough. Jack is on the edge of the internet. Like this is actually the beauty. He shows us shit that is just so absurd in our group chat. Like this white screen he's showing. <laughs> you, you, uh, can you see this? Okay. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Okay, walk us through so it. What is this? So, so I I stumbled on this on Twitter. Maybe I think it, the project came out at the weekend. So it came out sat, uh, Saturday, and um, the idea is, and I don't know if you guys have heard of crypto punks. Have you seen crypto punks anywhere? Yeah. yeah. They're like one of the original, like, or maybe the original, like limited edition NFT on the blockchain there's one of each you can only you know what we what we pull up a quick why don't you just do a quick uh google image search for anybody that's watching we'll do crypto, crypto, crypto punks. punks oh man so dangerous when jack has that auto <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was getting on the edge of my seat too i was like slow it down slow it down. <laughs> yeah so, so these are people have punks, seen right? these and if you're listening sorry really quickly if you're only listening on the podcast side you know, we'll click the link to YouTube and watch this. But if you can't do that, they're essentially like pixelated, like images of these little characters, right? Yeah, pixelated images. Yeah, and there's like different degrees of rarity, right? So you have the human ones, you have alien ones, you have ape ones, zombie ones, 
And uh, like, I'm just looking at the largest sales here. So the top one sold for seven and a half million dollars on the 11th of March. Oh, crazy. Uh, next one. Oh, hang on. This isn't even in order. 7.58, the next one. But um, essentially, <laughs> this is like digital identity, uh, you know, non-fungible. Only one person can own this thing. You said it is your Twitter profile picture. It's this massive signal of like, I'm deep in the crypto space. I know about crypto punk, blah, blah. If you'd have held on to these from day zero, I can't even remember when they launched it, but it's a long time ago. You're sitting on a like multiple hundreds of thousand percent return because they oh, were God. pennies in the beginning, right? So this this um, board ape yacht club is like I wouldn't say a competitor necessarily, but it takes some of those mechanics and it's a new like iteration of something similar. So the amazing thing about this is is like all of this stuff is executed on chain. So the you don't know. When they launch the project, you don't know what you're getting. You basically commit to like, I'm going to mint 10 of these, let's say. And they launch them for, I think, 0.08 Ethereum. And their thesis was, you know, we don't want this to have any like weird economics or anything like that. We just want to have a fixed price and we'll try and sell out of the 10,000. And then a few big NFT players get involved. They mint a thousand of them, 2,000 of them. And they just get generated in real time. And then there's all of these traits. Wait, so are these apes are auto-generated? Correct. They're, like Holy all shit. of the traits are interchangeable, right? And there's percentages applied to like, okay, only so many of them can have X attribute or Y attribute. And so I mean, what is, like- what is the program behind? Like where, what's the input? Could I type, I want a monkey with one eye and uh, a yellow teeth. Like how does that happen? How are these being so, auto-generated? I don't know the technical details, but essentially the the like the logic is pre-written and then it gets executed when someone buys in, right? Okay. So there's ten thousand there's ten thousand of these apes, and let's say we want gold teeth to be a one percent attribute. Only what like only one percent that get minted will have that trait, and then all okay. the rest of the it's all kind of randomly generated, right? It's kind of like crypto so, kitties. It's kind of like crypto kitties. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. even crypto think, punks. I think had some element of this where, like, I, I don't know enough about it, but there was an episode on Kevin Rose's. He's got a new podcast where he talked to the guys who made that. It was. It, I think they do something similar as well. So exactly, they they they. So they mint them. They go in everybody's Ethereum wallet, and then like open marketplaces like OpenSea pick this stuff up, right? So. If you're on OpenSea, which is like the biggest uh, NFT marketplace there is, you search for Board Ape Yacht Club, it indexes everything that's like, Unbelievable. built underneath this token. And anybody who's like a uh, like native crypto person, the way I'm explaining this is probably incorrect in a lot of ways, but um, that's all right. Correct me, whack it in the comments, whatever I'm misexplaining. Yeah. But essentially, there's a secondary market for these things then, right? So the people who get in on the ground floor pay 200 bucks and then the if the project takes off if there's interest in it beyond that there's a much bigger secondary market so we sort these by price high to low by now someone paid 200 dollars for this i mean some of this stuff is just absurd right they're just listing it for ridiculous prices i don't know if we can look at the ones that have actually sold uh recently sold and you'll see like look people paying 0.79 ethereum that's like 2500 right. bucks um, I think we could probably sort by, oh, maybe we can't sort by price, but which one do you show us your collection? Where's your collection? 
I got a few of them. It's my favorite one, boys. <laughs> Hype beast. That is so good. I mean, that these are beast, these look pretty cool. To be fair, I mean, you yeah, want it? Yeah, they look sick. They're amazing, man. Uh, like the the art is incredible, and the like economics is fascinating. It's just like a really interesting thing. They all of these projects launch discords, and um, they have these communities that are just like really trying to push the adoption of something, right? So they come up with all these different instruments. Like there's someone in the in the Board Ape Discord that has created a liquidity pool to enforce the floor price of Board Apes. I don't even uh, ask me to explain the that, is, yeah, just the, that was the question. You, you want to know what Board Ape sounds like it needs? It, it sounds like it needs an attention allocator who's the second richest person in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And if like, if you could get one retweet, Board, uh, board Elon Musk is actually... In, into these and tweeted about them a little bit but okay okay in some ways it's a very like smart bet to make right if oh like, yeah this is more scarce than majority of cryptocurrencies if you can get cultural adoption on something like this the upside is just obscene oh uh, <laughs> oh my god so this is your collection yeah wait how many did you get man i got like 18 of them oh nice. my god dude you're simming. You're That's sitting on incredible. A, that could be a mill right there, dude. <laughs> if anybody wants to check them out, opensea.io slash visualized value. Also, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Also, love you got not investment advice dot crypto. This that's, that's yeah, yeah. This is an uncensorable <laughs> domain, boys. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking out. <laughs> got us, got us okay, can you explain the non-censorable, uncensorable domain to people yeah, that don't point. understand it, like me? <laughs> so, what's it called? Unstoppable domains. Okay. Com. Amazing. So, blockchain donate, but domain names you own them forever, and I like again. I'm just trusting the marketing copy on here where it's like, you can't, you can't get rid of this thing. <laughs> That's all that it takes. Might not be true. But I see stuff like this. I'm like, I need to get my name. I need to get brand names. Yeah. I need to own this stuff. Well, actually, so, and, uh, okay, Jack's on the edge of the course. internet. So he just told you about the Board 8 Yacht Club. Uh, he just told you about mm. CryptoPunks. He just told you about Unstoppable Domains. He also sent me and Bilal a link to buy emoji domains. Can you pull that oh, one yeah, up? yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, what is happening, bro? What, what, what is Jack Butcher's news flow? Your flow is outrageous, <laughs> man. Your information flow is outrageous. All right, what is this? Yeah, I and I'm I'm assuming everybody's doing this, which is crazy, right? I'm like, oh, everybody's like listening to the same <laughs> stuff. I am, and I think that's true of a few people. But um, okay, so what so is this? This is uh, y dot at, and they call it a yat. And it's a three emoji domain name. So you can chuck in like, yeah, I'll check this out. The Space Invader one, 99 rhythm score. Somebody's already yeah, what got the hell's a rhythm obviously. score? What's that mean? The price is based on- I guess it's some, I guess it's some rarity. Like, made up Dude, go now, how. go rocket, rocket, rocket. I need to know how much that is. That must be thousands. There's no way that's available. Okay, so, and Diamond Hands is gone too. Do you think, let's see if they'll give us a price on that. That'd be amazing. Diamond hands. Is this the hands for diamond hands? Yeah. It is, right? All right. Where's the diamond? At least Somewhere three. That kind of, yeah, that's interesting. Oh my God. Can you not do hands. search? Yeah. If, uh, if you type okay. in diamond, yeah, there we go. Diamond hands. Rhythm scores a hundred. Of course. Yeah, of course. It was a hundred. Um, oh, it's only 96. Maybe we could do, 
like they're all going to be taken, man. It's like the meme is every format of this. It's gone. What if we could do like hands, diamond hands. Yeah, two hundred and thirty. <laughs> oh, that's bucks. not too bad. Hmm. Not too that's bad. That's not Maybe bad actually. Another diamond. Double diamond hands. If we can double, do that. Double diamond hands. Okay, this is wild. Okay, so, oh, so the that's taken. That's taken. Hmm. Hmm. So the bet around this then, okay, Jack, I want I want you to apply the same rigorous analysis you applied to buying Dogecoin and crypto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're looking at these domains. What is the mechanism which will make the Diamond Hand Rocket uh, domain name blow up? Like what will make that the equivalent of Michael Saylor buying Hope.com 20 years ago? I think it's like adoption by the right people. So like in people's Twitter bios. So if you have like Wiz Khalifa's got like a, a, a cloud of smoke and like some stoned looking geezer, right? That's his, yeah. So, stoned looking Oh, he, Wiz Khalifa has one. Wiz Khalifa has a yeah, yeah. yeah, correct. Okay, so who else has a really big one? I don't know. A lot of, a lot of the ones I've seen are like crypto natives. So like the punk, the guys that are like holding on to all these punks have got them, but it's not a crypto project. So that's what first brought me to it. I thought it was some like, you know, own this thing and there's a token for it, but it's not. It's like uh it's like a go daddy to the guy that started it. I could get him on and, and get his uh what's his, his opinion, what's but this his is one I bought. That's one you bought. I have no idea. Okay, you don't yeah so I got visualized value. You know? Oh uh, dude. Mm, I'm telling we're good. sure Bilal, we're on the we're on the edge of the internet, man. We might have to change so, the name of this podcast <laughs> to, to just edge of the internet. Um, and this like the LinkedIn bio thing, right? But it's just uh, I don't know. I think emojis maybe they carry more um, context or something, or it's just uh, who knows. Could you actually? I, I feel it's another like low downside bet for me. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like a bet worth taking for you. Mm-hmm. This is amazing, man. So today we learned about. Jack's uh, uh, portfolio management techniques where he's allocating his resources. <laughs> I just see something and I'm like, oh man. Like I ran past Celia in the front room and because you have a, you know, the <laughs> countdown timer on the checkout. Yeah. Oh my I'm God. running upstairs to get my wallet. She's like, where are you go? What's up? What's happened? I was like, I, I can't talk right now. And I come back out. <laughs> Don't strap me. Right. <laughs> You're okay, taking actually, I have, seconds I away. I have a question I for both of you how many domain names do you own, Bilal? And how many domain names do you own, Jack? Oh. Let's walk through them. Bilal, tell me how many domain names I, you own. I used to have a lot more. Now I let a lot go. I probably have like 20, 30. I, I don't know. Oh the, my God. Not dude. that many. Yeah, I have like a few like trackinginvestments.com. Like th- mm-hmm. just randomly that I'm like, oh, I could do something with it, but I haven't. But I just had them from ages ago. I used to sell quite a few domains. So that was just Well, how much did you make about buy and sell? Yeah, not not that much. Just like a few thousand dollars. Like what's the like, what's the best what's the best one you saw? I think I can't. There was one called Supper Up or something that in 2012 I was working on creating like an Airbnb for home cooks. So I was while well, so at Google. Yeah, I was just I was gonna leave and do this, and it was called, okay. it was called Supper Up, and then I didn't end up doing it. I moved to the states instead, so it was just sitting there, and some random company in Australia bought it. Um, it wasn't that much; it was like a few thousand, but it was I only registered it for like ten dollars, so that was like a nice email to wake up to. But um, yeah, I was uh, too crazy. I was big into hamsters growing up, so I owned a website called X Hamsters, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's I let hilarious. it. I let it lapse, and uh, it, yeah. I don't know what it does now. But I, 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 I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's Listen, if you don't know what X hamster is, do not type that into your Google. <laughs> <laughs> and just to clarify, I did not own that. That was just a really poorly timed joke. Actually, it's a hilarious <laughs> joke, but. That... <laughs> um, Dude, uh, all right. So, what about you, Jack? How yeah, many, Jack, how many, how many you got? What's going on there? I got, I'm just looking at Google domains now. I'm probably in the like few dozen. I got a few like. You know, they're all projects. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do that. Didn't do it. I got um dopamine dispensary.com. Oh my god. <laughs> Remember I talked to you, I talked to you about that drama. Dude, I you've been, I mean, Jack, you've literally been thinking about attention for decades. Yeah, like this yeah. is oh yeah, yeah. Reverseinfluence.com. <laughs> uh what else I got? Value.app. That's a good, that's the, the, that's that's a good one. one. The crown of, Dude, Charlie uh, Munger might be coming after that one too, after he, after, uh, yeah, after he took Twitter. Jack's Twitter account. Yeah, Jack lost <laughs> I don't his... I think he believes it. Jack lost his at value Twitter handle for anyone who didn't know, so value.app's next. <laughs> yeah, decentralized. I bought decentralizedvalue.com in a oh, fit a good of rage one. last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a rage. I got a few, man, but... Did you... Uh, did you do the well, upsell? Did you add the security tag and like the the, the hands on? Like, do you know how the up the who the is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. upsell is insane? They'll hit you with the entire menu of things, right? <laughs> hey, do you want your domain safe? Do you want all your information protected? <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. a year. Yeah, okay, I got, so- um, one other cool one I'll mention is um, there's this great service called short.io, which lets you like clean up your short links, you know, like Bitly. Yeah. Mm. So I'll have to get them or put it in the show. Maybe we shouldn't because it's too actionable. But uh, yeah. there's this domain uh, marketplace where you can buy really short domains. So I bought vv.run. And then oh, you yeah. can just like suffix it with anything and redirect through to anything, which is which is kind of a cool little uh, device. It just cleans up your links on Twitter and stuff. So oh, this is nice. a bit too sensible, though, to be talking the about. What? So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're into the right. dynamics of Dom. The right, one last one, one I'd say one last thing. There's one that is not technically owned by me, but I have the ability to sell. If anyone's interested, is fundamentalist.com, which has been registered. Oh, that's registered. nice. It's dot that com as nice. well. Registered in like in the nineties. Wait, you uh, own that? You own that? Not me, not me. But if someone wanted to buy it, let me know. And uh, that, the, but that one's gonna would be expensive. That because it's like a dot com and it's like a it. word that's you know talked about in the press for decades and stuff like yeah, that yeah so. in, a, in a, usually in a very positive manner too yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to sell that to the wrong person either so yeah <laughs> it would be a great name it would be an incredible brand name for like a like a company or i don't know yeah, yeah anyway yeah. um let's move down the okay, list sure. here let's yeah, uh, let's so, crack through these last things so we did board eight yacht club and a bunch of other stuff from jack the last thing jack you might as well talk about your mirror thing as well because this is kind of related to the nft stuff but it's a different take on it and uh yeah, cool. i don't know if you want to share that share your screen again i could show it this yeah. one is the, the jack it. share screen episode which is yeah <laughs> i mean yeah so it's great annotate because is... we got a lot of listeners here but the um <laughs> this mirror thing is cool uh, i worked on something with uh mario gabriel a long time well a month or so ago now it feels like a decade ago at this point but um it's a publishing platform that has like crypto native features embedded in it. So um, what we did for the generalist was we raised a crowdfund and then he wrote an article and I did three NFTs to accompany the article. Then we auctioned off the NFTs when the article went live and everybody that backed the project made a profit on that. So it's basically like venture media, these like a little tiny 
like almost like a tiny crypto Kickstarter on a one one article basis. And they just launched this feature called Splits, which is essentially um, you can attach a predetermined split to an NFT where you say, I want to redirect the funds that this thing makes to, you know, maybe it's somebody you quote, right? Like Trung, if you write an article and you get, or you, you nick a meme off somebody and you want to have them compensated for it, you uh, get All their the Ethereum address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get their Ethereum address. And the way these guys refer to it is like, you know, there's social tagging and now there's economic tagging. So oh. if you're doing things that are creating value, like you can tag people economically and they get a split in the upside. Amazing. So, wrote this piece called Infinite Players. If you haven't read the book, Finite and Infinite Games by James P. Kars. Why don't you, uh, hey, actually, book. Jack, I mean, it's such an incredible book and idea. You should just talk through it super quickly. Yeah, so let me just read a quote because it's, um, it's going to be uh, more articulate than I can put it. A finite game is played for the purpose of winning and an infinite game is played for the purpose of continuing to play. So this book and this idea is making the distinction between thinking zero sum and you know competing for a same sized pie versus growing the pie, uh, thinking of new ways to exchange value. And I think a lot of what we're seeing in the early NFT space and in the crypto space at large is all these interesting ways for people to exchange value, make new uh, protocols and just do incredibly new and interesting things with money. So I wrote a short piece on infinite players and infinite games and thanked everybody that supported any of the visualized value work to date by having this split redirect to them. So it get auctioned off, went for about seven grand, and then everybody that's ever bought a piece got 330 bucks back to them. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Man. So it's that's a cool amazing. Project. It's a really cool setup, like the way they've... Uh, the way it's they've a beautiful platform too, yeah. yeah. Um, really cool. Yeah, so I, I might do um, a bit more publishing over here, and there's stuff going on with them that's so why interesting. Don't, uh, why don't we to. do a really dumb one uh, with John Rich? I mean, I'm, I'm sure... Yeah, we, we should. We should we do a should. really dumb one with John, John that's Rich. That's a fun one. The worst investments ever. And that'll blow up. And le- listen, that guy's an attention allocator. Well, we'll yeah. find out how much of an attention allocator that's, he is. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll All do right, that. beautiful. All right. Nice, I'm going to stop sharing. All right, okay. Um, then uh, the only uh, I was just going to add one. Go ahead. Oh, just one thing, because Jack, just all the stuff you were just showing, showing there, all of this is built on Ethereum. Most of it, right? Like NFTs, Correct. the mirror stuff is former NFTs, and we've just had the all-time highs of Ethereum. Well, Ether um, has been all-time highs like four out of six days in the last like week since we were recording. It's been pretty crazy, and honestly, just my, I, I'm definitely don't know that much so don't trust anything i'm saying but the more i see stuff like this this is the reason i've been investing in it over the years is because i'm like this is the platform where people are actually building u- unique stuff that there's use cases and like i'm a fan of bitcoin too but like uh, i heard uh, someone describe it yesterday that arc invest guy i, f- I forgot his name uh, Wayne? he said james Wayne. Yeah, yeah 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 he's great he's uh, we should get i actually just got point. a james Wayne follow what up james oh what up man <laughs> oh, nice, nice. yeah he's good man I, I really like i listened to a two-hour interview of his last night and um he he said bitcoin is like a rock and ethereum is like a computer and and obviously it's like programmable money uh, and it's just, yeah, man. I mean, all of this stuff is incredible. Like when I'm going on these sites and seeing it, it, it feels like like you're seeing a new 
internet almost like when you connect your wallet and you're and you go into this like liquidity pool and all this random other stuff you're like well, how is this how does this even exist it's quite mind-blowing so uh, last thing i want to add about james was uh he had an amazing yeah. tweet yesterday that went completely viral he said that ethereum on the gas fees has the same revenue numbers as aws in 2015 so crazy. dude bro <laughs> Jack's just nice. like Jack's. Jack's on Coinbase right now. He's buying some more ETH. <laughs> well, his, I had this conversation with Steely yesterday. I was like, spending Ethereum, and I've been doing it. Obviously, I've been buying freaking cartoons with Ethereum for the last week. <laughs> it's like spending yeah. Ethereum is basically the dumbest thing you can possibly do, right? Your your spending of Ethereum is essentially saying. I believe in this thing built on here more than I believe in the collective genius right, of people right. developing the protocol, mm, which yeah. is like, I, that's not true. I don't believe that. Like, I think this is cool and I'm doing it because I can, but the logical brain in me is like, just buy the asset and hold it. And all these freaking geniuses building projects are just going to grow the value of the underlying infrastructure. It'd be like yeah. if, you, but if you use the, the analogy, which is not great. It's like if in 2010, you're using Amazon stock to buy stuff, right? Yeah, right, that's right, a good right. way to put it. You're using Amazon <laughs> yeah, stock exactly. on Amazon to buy, <laughs> to buy stuff. Amazon. Oh my god, I'm never gonna spend it again. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, Jeff guy, this Jeff guy, uh, this Jeff guy doesn't look like he's gonna be able to run this. This doesn't look lindy. This doesn't look like yeah. it's gonna last. <laughs> um, that's a great analogy. Um, that's great, dude. Man, this episode. You should tweet oh, that mate, you should tweet that. Uh, it, oh, pay, oh, dude. Yeah, Ethereum. Dude, I'll do it right now. What is the exact tweet? Uh, buying. <laughs> Something with ETH is like buying with something with ETH in 2021 is like what? Buying something with Amazon stock? Buying yeah, like something on Amazon with Amazon stock. Is yeah, yeah. like buying it. dog food on Amazon with Amazon stock or something. Yeah, dog food as well. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, but what should say- it be though? What was the more specific thing? Oh, sorry, what's the lesson? You just you shouldn't use ETH. You should just buy cat. You, you just use cash. The I next mean, one, I mean, this should be a thread with it resulting in Trung finally buying ETH. Yeah. Be the, this will be the one to update. Well, that could be, let's save it for the teaser of the pod. So if you listen to this, you probably came through it through this and we'll, we'll massage it in the yeah, WhatsApp. We'll massage in the it. Yeah. That's a good oh, point. Beautiful. All right. Uh, All right. So we got ETH. Um, to wrap up, Trung, you want to talk about your followers stuff? Like you've been growing like crazy on, on Twitter. You grew like 15,000 followers in, what was it, a week or two? It was, I think it's 10 days, but the only reason I wanted you to bring it up or we want to talk about it is because I made this stupid tweet. I got to screen share this. is Because uh, uh, we're not doing actionable advice here. Like if you want to know how I grew 15,000 followers in a week, like you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually what i tweeted can you guys see that oh god <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. all right so i hit fifty thousand. i did wait, I probably, hold on a second let me delete it's this more now. than that i think it's 57 or something right oh hold on a second so uh this was on yeah, may, 60 now yeah it's 60 i think it's 63 but this is may 1 so this is five days ago so i hit fifty thousand uh five days ago and I, I don't want to say, I, I mean, I care a little bit. I actually don't care. I think it's a big joke. All of it, everything's a joke. Um, so I knew this was going to be the perfect tweet because everybody's always giving lessons about how they grew their fucking account. And I'm like, listen, I'm not giving <laughs> goddamn lessons here. <laughs> if you want to know how I grew my account, this is all I'm going to give you. So this is the chart I made. 
I just took a stupid scatter chart uh, and a re and a relabeled the axes, and it goes for new followers added as the y-axis, and on the x-axis is my dumb tweet index. So zero out of five thousand equals a very smart tweet, and then five thousand equals so incredibly dumb. <laughs> and if you run a regression on it. It's almost a perfect correlation. The dumber my tweet, the more followers I add. And let's just, why don't we circle this all back to Jack's entire point about the attention economy and allocating attention. One thing that has happened though is, as in, you know, the, the famous saying in media, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, which is why Fox kills it. The, the ratings are always good, which is why clickbaity headlines around human, you know, misery, unfortunately, does really well. Man, like the things that get rewarded are the things that peak human emotion and haven't been ingrained in us. And stupidity, apparently, is it's right up there. ingrained in us. Like literally the dumber and like more demented my tweets uh, I get and like just the stupider they are the crazier the traction on them and the funniest thing about the last thought I'll have on this is like reading the comments on these tweets they're just like 50% of the population is just incapable of understanding a joke oh, so you yeah, read yeah, these people, comments people right that helps you, yeah. that helps you right right exactly because they're they're like oh my god this guy is so dumb let me correct him <laughs> and I mean I, I literally just I mean, I, at one point I was just muting people that just, listen, if you have a, if you correct me, like, I'm fine. I'll have a laugh. But if like, if it starts getting into like ad hominem attacks, I'm just, I'm just going to mute you, man. I don't need that energy <laughs> in my life. If you don't get the joke, that's your problem, man. It's not my problem. So uh, what that, you that's all I got last, to say. The last five days though, because that's not off that. Like, was there one thing that- Oh yeah, there was, a, there was a, there was a, I did a thread. I don't know if the you guys read it. One? The, yeah, the, the gradients of rich. Some guy on Reddit. Oh, that was good. Uh, yeah. There's a really famous Reddit post. It was like five years old, uh, but I'm just creeping through the internet. I found it. I never read it. And the guy just explains the gradients of rich between uh, 10. He says there's four levels, uh, 10 to 30 mil, 30 mil to 100 mil, 100 mil to one bill and then one bill above. And the TLDR is like, if you're 10 to 30, like it is comfortable. And, uh, but you're still stressing depends because you're, I mean, the richer you get, you know, you just, start advancing the shit you do in life right yeah and like yeah. staying first class is fucking expensive like flying everywhere is fucking expensive so even at 10 mil like it's not that hard to blow up 10 mil right like you can do it and he's just going through the gradients but uh stop buying apes on the internet you can do it in 10 minutes <laughs> but uh we can link to that in the show notes but his main thing the only thing i'd add is uh the takeaway for me was like just, he says really the step changes at a billion plus and uh, that's just when you start, you like, you know, heads of states look at you as equals and you can buy access. You can buy literally mm-hmm. time. You can buy fucking anything. You buy respect. And, uh, and, but the point is the guy that wrote it ran in these super wealthy circles. He himself wasn't wealthy, but I love like in the comments can be verified. He's like, yeah, I like, Eight billionaires are my close friends. Like, I don't fucking know if it's true or not, <laughs> but it sounds like he knows what he's talking about could be a complete lie but it's a good look into human nature and at the end of it he just goes you can't the thing that you can't buy is love because you're just so detached now from what other people value right because you can buy time you can buy goods you can buy influence it's like how can you possibly interact with somebody in the same plane right and 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 have the their struggles and their concerns like how can you you can make that connection to find love that was kind of what he's saying it's like very difficult to do that 
And then he just closed it. It was just so fucking poignant. He was talking about he met Stallone at a party and uh, Sly Stallone, the actor. And Stallone, you know, super, he's not a billionaire, but super wealthy, super successful, super well-known. But his also, his son had developmental problems and passed away at a young age. And he's just like, nobody has everything, right? So fuck, man, that, that's it. That was a, you should read dude, it. That's, that's the deep, I mean, Trunk, dude, when you just said that last one. was closing it. I was like, oh yeah, this is real talk, but it's yeah. like it, it hurts you <laughs> because you're like, this is gonna take the joke into something serious. Yeah. And I just saw it in your you eyes. Saw you were the like, pain, right? I was like, you're oh. like, and it's love, and then you knew deep down, you're like, yeah, this is true, uh, yeah, yeah. and I want people to know about this. Like my dad wants people to know about North and South Vietnam or whatever <laughs> you said, and this is my sly way of letting spreading love in the world. And for that, I commend you, brother. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no, you saw it, right? If you, I, saw, if you were, I was like, I could feel it. I could feel you might want to jump on the YouTube, like I, like my face, like they say, like there's Quibble. 48 or 50 muscles in the face, like, and they all contort when the emotions come off. Like, I'm just trying to like, not say something like efficacious or like profound. I'm like, it's killing me. No, it's, it's true, man. No, that's a, it was a great thread. I, I, it was really good. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot to take from it, man. I think there's just like so many people. I think when you don't have any money, which is 98% of the world, you're always just like, okay, I want to get to that point. And when I get to a certain point, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to solve all my problems. And it's yeah, really the never. case. Yeah. It's never like that, right? I mean, the the last thing I'd say is like, uh, I mean, the Kanye quote's perfect, right? That having money's not everything, but not having it is, right? Like you need to hit yeah, a yeah. certain level. Yeah, of comfort. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Any other Damn. closing thoughts? Yeah, maybe we need to line up again, dude. You really took this podcast on a different <laughs> route. No, 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 it was good. Um, the, I guess the, talking of billionaires not finding love, I guess the one thing we didn't have even in the notes was Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, mm. man. That that was oh a, my god, dude. That that huge, was actually that was a that was actually a shocker. Yeah, that was I actually. I didn't see that coming, though. I kind of did. <laughs> no, know, but I could, mean, like you look at you look at what Bezos was doing in yeah, the mid 2015s, right? Getting jacked get like superhero <laughs> yeah. getting superhero looking like being mr hollywood wearing these fucking ridiculous jackets to like award yeah. shows and you're like this dude's going hollywood that's one of my favorite sayings right it's Go like when a dude goes hollywood is like you, i mean it's gonna happen to me man like once this you know, podcast blows up you guys are gonna be like yo <laughs> i'm gonna dude? start walking in here with gucci gear sunglasses like, yo, on yeah. Hey man, guys, I got to cut this one short talking to two, two chains in like 20 minutes. But like you knew Bezos was going Hollywood. Like Gates, yes. just this dorky looking dude, right? Stayed dorky. Well, I'll tell you some uh, Gates stories actually that I read about anecdotal. I don't know how true they are. Um, and, and then, I mean, we can add it to the link just to make this clickbaity, but um, dude, so apparently he's a massive pussy hound. Like uh, this is well known, right? Seriously. And uh, I, I mean, this is, is this even remotely shocking? No, but like, so, I mean, okay, this is something that is verified. He, one of the first things he did in high school with his computer skills was to put himself into classes with other, with attractive girls. Like this is what he did in high school. Like he was a guy that was one of the first dudes in the world that knew how to program a computer and was putting himself. The first thing this motherfucker did was put himself into classrooms with other girls. Right. So like this, this is the mindset, Bill Gates, right? So apparently, this unverified, but I'm just going to put it out there. I'm putting this energy on the world. Like he used to have, like in his bachelor Microsoft days, like at his giant mansion in Seattle, just strippers roll by. There's famous strip clubs in Seattle. 
And he and his, I guess, dorky Microsoft workers would just have stripper parties. Could you and him and Steve he, Ballmer? Could you imagine that, <laughs> that audience? Well, dude, is it even remotely surprising to you Ballmer. that Ballmer had a stripper party? Um, but dude, so yeah, this dude's uh, apparently a bit of a hound. Uh, and I don't know if this was part of it, but my buddy, but I'll tell you this, my buddy who is a billionaire, uh, I'm not going to say who he is, but he knows about the circles. He has just texted me. He goes, he sent, literally just sent me a photo of Bill Gates, which he goes, I hope it isn't about this. And they just puts the the thinking head, right? I'm not saying it is, but I mean, that photo is out there. I'm not making that up. That photo is in the public domain. We're going to get demonetized before we get monetized. This is where I changed the speaker mode so that Trump's (laughs) face is on the screen. (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, you might, I mean, uh, Bilal, that might be the bleep for the episode. Yeah, we need one. No, no, no. I think, no, I mean, that was in the press, right? Like, I remember seeing pictures. Oh, dude, I mean, you go, I'm doing it right now. Bill Gates, Jeff. This is perfect for the YouTube algorithm, to be fair. People Mm. go down a rabbit hole. Oh, bro, there are, there, I mean, it's the, that's the first photo. Uh, yeah, it's public knowledge. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a that's a big one. You just took it there, yeah. dude. So yeah, uh, well, I don't want us to get canceled, so you might have to delete that. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah. Hit the top DMs for the for the uh, unbleep version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, that will that will be our super follow account if you pay us at uh, ten dollars a month. <laughs> right, <to get> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, anything uh, you else? Have to ha- you have to hold a not investment advice NFT. Then <laughs> then <laughs> into a bowl. Um, yeah, I think that was it. But is there anything else before we cut out? I mean, we've got Elon and SNL coming up, but maybe we do that after he's been on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's touch That'll on that. After. All right, We're that was fun. Get Trung off zero next week too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get John Rich to give me my my financial advisor. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's amazing, guys. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, all right, boy, that was fun. Yeah, all right, see you next week. All right. Yeah, nice thanks, one. guys.